0: Good morning, everyone. What a beautiful day. Right, Mother's Day. Will all the moms in the house please stand up? Every single mother in here, please stand. Today is all about God (laughs) and you. Got to get that right. Because if you know what God says about you, what God says about mothers, who he made you to be, and everything else will work out right. But if you do motherhood just in the power of being a mother and not in the power of the Lord, it's not going to work. So praise God. So today is about God and moms about you. We celebrate, we love, honor, and today we're going to love on you, and it's going to be so good. Take a seat. Thank you. We're just getting started. To all the moms, my mother in South Africa, I'm sure she's watching via the Internet. Hi, Ma. We'll be seeing you next week. Looking forward to that. So, today is just really when I was praying about today and what the Lord wanted. It was just even before the service, Mr. Brian Domster graciously asked me, How can I pray for you for today's service? And I said, I, I, don't, I don't really need prayer for today. Everything good. I just really, really want the way God honors mothers. I want today so much honor to be present in this house for every single mother. That we would really take cognizance of what moms do, who they are, and just the life that they have to give for their kids and their children and their house. And that is what I ask today, is that Holy Spirit would just make today such an honorable day for every single mom, that you would leave this place knowing and you're special. You're amazing. Everything you do, you know, the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord fro, go to and fro across the face of the earth. And, Mom, he sees everything. There's so many things that you, that you do and sacrifice and give up that people do not see. But, man, the, eye, the eyes of the Lord see everything. And he takes every single thing you do for your family. He sees it. doesn't matter how big or how small or what people may say about it. It's, it's written down in his books. He sees, and you're amazing. So today, that's, we just want to honor you and love on you today. want to start off just with a little piece here. Can we play that part of, of Joyce Myers, please? Moms, this is just for you.
1: truly wow Adam didn't know what he was getting when he got Eve well maybe he did you know he was a man and he didn't know what else to call her so he just looked at her and said whoa man (laughs) and that's how we got woman Mom and dad were watching TV, by the way, this is from out of my book, The Confident Woman, which you can get, and if you're a guy, you can just put tape over the (laughs) wall. Same message will work for you. Anyway, mom and dad were watching TV when mom said, I'm tired and it's getting late and I think I'll go to bed. She got up, went to the kitchen to make sandwiches for the next day's lunches, rinsed out the dessert bowls, took meat out of the freezer for supper, for supper the following evening. Checked the cereal box levers, filled the sugar container, put spoons in the bowls, put bowls on the table, started the coffee pot for brewing the next morning, put some wet clothes in the dryer, put a load of clothes in the washer, ironed a shirt, sewed on several loose buttons, picked up the game pieces left on the table, put the telephone book back in the drawer. She watered the plants, emptied a wastebasket, hung up a towel to dry. She yawned and stretched and headed for the bedroom. She stopped by the desk, wrote a note to the teacher, counted out some cash for a school outing, pulled out a textbook from under the chair, signed a birthday card for a friend, addressed and stamped the envelope, wrote a quick list for the supermarket the next day. She went and put both of those in her purse. Mom then creamed her face, put on moisturizer, brushed and flossed her teeth, trimmed her nails. Hubby called, I thought you were going to bed. I'm on my way, she said. She put some water into the dog's pole, put the cat outside, made sure the doors were locked, took, looked in on each one of the children, turned on a bedside lamp, hung up a shirt, threw some dirty socks in the laundry basket, had a brief conversation with the one child still doing homework. In her own room, she set the alarm, laid out clothing for the next day, straightened up the shoe rack, added three things to her to-do list for the next day. About that time, the husband turned off the TV and announced, no one in particular, I'm going to bed. And he did. (laughs) Let me tell you something, women, you rock. I am telling you what, the details that women take care of and keep up with to run a house, you men, You have no idea what God has given you. You just don't have the slightest idea. I'm going to bed. And he got up and he did. And that's true. Women take care of all that stuff. All those little tiny details that nobody even pays any attention to. So let me tell you, you never, ever have to wonder if you're a good mother. You never have to wonder if you're a good wife. You need to start celebrating all the things that you do because you are amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. Come on, let's give the, the mothers in here a big hand. Whoa! Woo! Hallelujah! Our God is an awesome God. Amen.
0: Isn't that true? <laughs> so phenomenal everything that moms do i'm telling you i remember just after nathan was born tiffany phoned her mom in 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 taiwan and uh she apologized and she just said mom i'm so sorry and the mom was sorry for what what do you mean sorry and she said, for everything I did that, that I didn't listen. Every time you said, do this, and I purposefully didn't, you said, go left, I went right. You said, to be home at 9, I came home at 12. I'm really, really sorry. And her mom, what are you talking about? I don't even, you know, and she'd forgotten. That's just the way it was. And that's what mothers do. Mom, Tiffany's mom is a single mom, raised, raised three kids. But Tiffany, just after having Nathan, Nathan has not done any of this stuff, will never do any of that stuff. But just, you know, I talk often about it, God is able to make all grace. And Tiffany didn't have the grace to be a mom before Nathan was born. But after Nathan was born, she stepped into another grace of motherhood. And when that grace came upon her without having Nathan do anything out of the ordinary, that grace made her eyes open and realize what a mother does, what a mother goes through. And how amazing that is. And she phoned her mom and just apologized. And her mom was, it's, I can't even remember that. And Tiffany's, well, <laughs> I remember it very well. And her mom was just, you don't have to do this. But isn't that just so amazing that just having a child. And when I look at Tiffany and, you know, everything she does. I had a mom before I had Tiffany who did exactly the same for me. Who was always on my side, always in my corner, always wanted the best for me doesn't matter how I saw her doing things or what I thought. I always knew that she wanted the best for me. There was no doubt about that. Aren't all mothers like that. They just want the best for their kids. So that is just so amazing, that what mothers do. And obviously, moms, you know, wired differently and so, but we'll, we'll lie in bed sometimes and Tiffany will say to me, what do you want for supper tomorrow night? And she knows me now when I do that. I said, listen, love, I don't even know what I want for breakfast. I have no idea what I'm eating in a couple of hours. You want me to think about supper? Of course, she has to take out the food, go to the you know shopping center, buy stuff, prepare, cut it up, do all that. And what do you want for supper tomorrow? <laughs> I'm still battling with breakfast. So just give me some time and I'll get back to you. But moms, man, I'm telling you, their minds are just so amazing, just so far out there taking care of things. Pastor Doug often talks about how many sermons he has preached over the years, how much time and how much effort has gone into every sermon that he has spoken or brought to people over 40 years of being in the ministry, how many hours, how much paperwork, how much time sitting behind a desk. And I ask, how many meals has every mother cooked How many times has a mother gone to a supermarket to buy meat, to buy vegetables, to come home, to clean it, to cut it up, to prepare? How many hours behind a stove? How many hours behind homework books? Do we really know or is it just, well, that's what moms do, so they do it. And I pray today that Holy Spirit would just open our eyes, especially if you're a child in here and you have parents that you would understand and that you would see what your mom does for you and how she gives up of herself so that your life can be better. But just the time and the effort and the, the patience and the work that moms put into life is just amazing. And moms, we want to thank you for that today. We really, really do. There's an advert on TV, I can't even remember, they're different ones, but where the, it's either father or mother comes into the room and says to the little baby, hey, listen, I'm sick, I'm taking off tomorrow. You've got this child in the little crib, I don't know what you call that, and you know, they're just standing there holding onto to the crib. Moms can't do that. Can't come in and say, hey guys, I'm having a bad day, just give me two days when I fix my hair and I'll, I'll, I'll be back. And they leave. They can't do that. They can't take a day off. There's no sick day, there's no... Today, I just want to lie in bed and just sleep late. There is no thing like that anymore for a mother. And it's just, do we really, really know and appreciate everything that moms do for us? There's no taking off. There's no, I've had enough. No more. I can't. There is no line that a mom can draw and say, okay, I cause you just got If you've got kids you got to, you just, that line gets moved all the time. When the kids come, that line gets further and further and further. But moms, we just honor you and we love you today. So I sent out an email to some people in the church. How this worked is, I just put a letter in my computer, for example, a and I went any meeny, miny, mo, and I took that name and I sent. Then I went B C so it's not a special group or I have this email list of people. If you got an email, good. If you didn't, don't be offended that you didn't get an email from me. That's just how I sent it out. I just picked a couple, and I, I asked for some wisdom, words of wisdom from mothers in the congregation or what your mom always used to say. So here's a couple. We'll just go through them. My mom, personally, she always used to say that happiness is not a place you can go to. Happiness is something you carry with you. She would speak of it like a bag. She would say, you carry this bag with you wherever you go. Either you have happiness in that bag, and where you go, you take it with you, or you do not have happiness in the bag, and where you go, when you get there, there's no happiness. Because happiness is not a place. You can't go there. And find happiness. Happiness is now. It's in you. Wherever you go, you take what you have. And so many of these are so good that you can do a teaching or a sermon on each or every one of these. It's unfortunate that so many people these days that you see, they think and the enemy makes you believe that happiness is over there. If I just change this and and fix this in my life, then I will be happy. So many young people who are not married... Together and life's not working. If we get married, we'll be happy. If you are not happy before, when you get married, it just gets worse. And now they married unhappily, and now the marriage doesn't work. People who are married and things are not going well, well, if we have kids, that will make us happy. And then when the child comes along, child does not bring happiness. It's, it's joyous and it's gracious. But if you do not have happiness before you have children and now you think the child is going to do that and the baby can't carry that responsibility, it was not made for children to make parents happy. Now the family goes south or bad and, and it's a child and that just makes it so much worse. So there's so many examples today of, if I can just do that, I'll be happy. Instead of where you are now. Get happy where you are. Find happiness now so that when that happens, you take your happiness with you into that next step. So that was just one thing that my mom always used to say. Here's another one, the next one. I'm not saying names, because some people came and said, "Please just, this is what my mom said, but don't say my name. Please don't say it was so. I'm not going to name any names. I'll just say the words of wisdom and that's it. So happiness isn't a road, it's a method of travel. Another one, an idle mind is the devil's workshop, so fill it with the word of God. This one's mom used to say, practice makes perfect. And then she would also say, whenever we complain of a headache or a stomach ache, our mother would tell us to run around the house twice and see if we feel better. (laughs) Many, many times before we even started running, we felt better. (laughs) Got some wise parents here amongst us. So this one says, when my friends would try to pressure me to do something wrong or that I didn't want to do, my mom would say, if you don't want to do something your friends are doing, you can always blame me for why you cannot do it. Just tell them, your mom said she won't let you. Very good. Blame it on mom. Can't do that. Mom said. This one says, sometimes we just have to disagree agreeably. Or another way is just Agree to disagree. Don't see your point, don't think like that, but in honor and respect, let's just agree to disagree. Another good one here the sun is always shining, even if it's behind the clouds. Sun is always shining, even if it's behind the clouds. On Thursday, our son Nathan has uh, soccer games right now, it's soccer season. And he loves it. He absolutely adores the soccer. So, three o'clock in the afternoon, when we got an email from the school saying soccer is canceled because of the storm, and he's outside in his soccer boots and his clothes practicing for the soccer game all by himself, he's been waiting the whole week for soccer, and you tell him there's no soccer because of the rain, and he looks up, there's no rain, there's no lightning, there's no thunder. It was not a good situation. It was bad. He, he wanted to go to soccer. So we, you, you discuss these kind of things. But man, and then later when it did start thundering and lightning, we were, do you want to go play soccer now? But three hours before that, it was a little difficult explaining to him. So sometimes with children, parents have to. But the sun is always shining no matter if you can't <laughs> see it right now. The sun is there. Another one's mom said, you can make the best Or the worst of things. It's up to you. You choose. You can make the best or the worst. This one I really like. I've heard different ones. I brought you into this world. I can take you out. (laughs) One of my favorite ministers, his dad would say that, but he would add, he said, I brought you into this world. I can take you out and make one look just like you. But some of the most powerful words that I think that a mother could speak, we we get from the Word of God. And this is at the the first miracle that Jesus does with the wine. And the wine runs out and Jesus is there. And and Mary, Jesus' mother, comes and they say that there's no wine. She goes to Jesus and she says, we all know the account in the Bible. But after all things said and done, she looks at them and she says, whatever he tells you to do that you do. And if we can take those words from the mother of Jesus, whatever he tells you to do, that you do, we will do well. So those are powerful words from the mother of Jesus. Whatever he tells you to do, that you do. I'm going to turn to John chapter 19. and look at some verses here. Church is really empty, so I think the restaurants are really full today, I'm telling you. Good day to take mom out and just spoil her. John 19, 28. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the Scriptures might be fulfilled. So in that verse here, after this... What is the this that Jesus is referring to, or the word? What did Jesus do? What did he wait for? Why did he not say that earlier? There was something that had to happen and take place before Jesus could say, right, now it's done. Now the scriptures is off the Now and we can go on and read what he says later. But after this, Jesus knowing that all things were accomplished, wouldn't it be pretty important to find out one of the very, very, very last things that Jesus did before he thought, okay, it's all accomplished, now I can go. What was that last thing that Jesus waited to do and made sure he did it before he knew that all things were now done? I'm ready to go. Let's read what this thing is that was so on our Savior's heart and mind. We've got to go back to verse 25. So John 19 25 to 28. 25 says, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Then verse 28, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished. That's such an amazing teaching point there of Jesus. Can you imagine the pain he's going through? Can you imagine everything that is physically put on his body to bear right there? Can you imagine your mind? Having to go through all of yet or all of that, yet through all that pain, through all that suffering, Jesus thinks of his mother. And he makes sure that his mother is taken care of. Do you and I things change when you get married. I understand that, leave and cleave, I get that. But But when you have a mom, youngsters, you must listen very carefully today. You are not married yet and still have moms who are in charge of you and look after you. Do we look after our moms like Jesus, even on the cross, waited and made sure that his mom was taken care of before the word says, now that that was accomplished, Jesus knew, and then he could go and do what he had to do. Do we do that? Do we, if we don't? Let's change our ways. Let's renew our minds to look at our mothers in a different way. Because so many times we do not and we don't have the pain and everything that Jesus goes through. But do we really honor? Do we lay down our lives? Do we look after our mothers the way Jesus did his? through all that pain and suffering that was on his mind, that that was one thing that he still had to accomplish before he could go to the Father, was make sure that his mom was taken care of. Let us be the same kind of people that make sure that we do what we have to to honor, to love, to take care of our moms. So that's such an amazing thing that we learn from Jesus there just at the cross. Now that very same disciple, we're going to look at some other verses Jesus says to John, he says, okay, this is your mother now. And from that hour, John takes Mary to his house, the Bible says. I sometimes take many, many hours and I wonder, that's just me, that's the way I'm wired. What conversations did John the Beloved have with Mary? Because she is now in John's house. So he sees her every day. What do you think the two of them spoke about? Maybe it doesn't cross your mind, but for me, I'm telling you, as we say, to be a fly on the wall. But man, can you imagine sitting around a table and John, this young, what we say, disciple, and the mother of Jesus... And John saying to her, hey, tell me once again, what, when Jesus was growing up, what was he like? What did he do? Tell me how he was. How did he handle this situation? What did he do? And Mary would tell the story, and she would say something, and, and he would say, man, that's good. Tell me again. And she would say, man, this happened, and, and the miracles that they saw and things that Jesus said, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And Mary is just talking about Jesus, the way he lived. And John sitting at that table, taking all of this in, listening. I can imagine him sitting there, tell me again. You know, people are good at stories and people who tell such amazing, interesting things. And Okay, I've heard it so many times, but tell me again. Can you imagine if James, the brother of Jesus, came to visit his mom? leaving the church of Jerusalem, coming maybe to spend Mother's Day, I don't know, sit around the table, and James talking with them about when we were young and growing up. I'm sure they didn't have the story, well, we walked barefoot in the snow both way uphill to school when we There was none of that. But they would talk about things they did. Can you imagine James saying, man, can you remember, Mom, when we were young and we blamed Jesus for that one thing? And Jesus didn't say a word. He just stood there and he didn't defend himself. We all knew that it it couldn't be Jesus, of course, the golden child. But we tried as hard as we could. And just talking about the life of Jesus and the way he was. And Mary bringing recollections of her mind about, man, you know what? John, let me tell you when that angel appeared. and, And man, I was a young little girl. But the power, John, let me tell you about the power of Holy Spirit. Let me tell you about the power of God. When you hear a word, John, and that moves on the inside of you, she probably didn't know it was called the rhema word, so I don't know how she explained it. But she would say to him, when you have that on the inside of you and you know that you know that it's God, you do not back down. Cause John, I was not married. I never knew a man. I had to understand everything that other people in the city, the village, the towns around here were going to say. But man, I knew that this was God. Let me tell you, John, when you got that on the inside of you, you do not need another word or confirmation from man. You just take that word, stick it in there, and it will come to pass. How many of you have got a word like Mary had on the inside and the world is trying to take that away, but you know that you know that you know that it's God? Hold on to that word. You do not need confirmation from man if God has spoken and placed the word down in there. And she would go on and talk about miracles and John would just grow up now from the time that he took Mary into his house, listening To these stories. And his faith would be so strong. And two or three or four weeks ago. I said that John came to the place. Where he said we have known. And believed the love. They couldn't boil him in oil. Because that which he had on the inside of him. Was hotter than the boiling oil. The mother of Jesus. Had so much in her. Your mom. Whether she knows it. Whether you know it. Your mom has so much in her as well. And sometimes the enemy makes us look wrong or the enemy makes us selfish. And then we don't see all the good and amazing and wonderful things that our mothers carry. And we miss out a lot. And I can remember when I was younger, man, I'm telling you, just so arrogant, selfish, and not even knowing it, being unaware, really, really blinded. Now looking back, thinking to myself, how did I not see it? How was I blinded to the blindness that I had when I was younger and growing up? And praise God that my eyes have opened and I see now just, but through all of that, my mom was still there and still loved me. How amazing is that? So this disciple now later who sat around the table and heard all of these stories, we go to the book of Third John. I don't want to take a piece of scripture out of context, and I understand this is for all of us, but for today, moms, these verses are aimed just to you. I know it's for everyone, but I believe that God wants these verses to permeate in your spirit, in your mind, so that when you leave this place, this will be so true to you and what Jesus wants for you through this disciple's writing. So for all the moms Scholars agree at this stage that while John wrote this book, he's in his 90s. So this man has seen some things in his life. This guy has witnessed, has touched, has had his head on the bosom of Jesus. Looked after the mother of Jesus. Do you think he's seen a couple of miracles in his life? Do you think he's witnessed man, some amazing things throughout his years on earth. So when he sits down in his 90s and he starts writing, don't you think there's so much that he can talk about? But what does he write? What does he say? What is in his heart that is so pressing, that is so important to him, that out of the millions of other ideas and good things that he could have said, this is what he pens for you today, mothers in this house. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Wow. John could have said anything. He said, Beloved, I pray. Okay, if you didn't know the rest of that verse, if you just look at the life of John, what could he pray for? What could he say was so amazing and so special in my life that I hope you have the same experience? I pray that, I don't know how, but that you can be so close to Jesus that you can put your head on his chest and hear his heart. I pray that you could be and feel what it felt like standing at the cross when the darkness came and we thought it was all over. I pray. He could have written so many things. But in his 90s, he says, I pray, moms today here, he says, I pray, mommy, that you may prosper. I pray, mothers, that you would be in health. I pray that your will, your thoughts, and your emotions. Dear mommy, I pray that you would be in health. Above all things, I could, have, I could have written so many other things, but that is my heart's desire for you, is that you would prosper and that your soul, your feeling, your emotions, that they would be good. Because now there's so much that comes against everyone, but especially against mothers who have kids to raise and look after a family and hold a family together. There's so much out there trying to rip and pull that apart. And John says, I pray that in the midst of all of this, that you can be so strong that in your soul that you would prosper. Then he says, for I rejoiced greatly. Wow, what, what, what can this guy, he's seen so many things. What else can he really rejoice in? Do You know the kid that if you get something for them, and I've got one of those. Well, you know, try them, I've, I've got one. It's just, okay, what do you get them? This is John, he's seen so much. What is he going to be greatly joyful about? What is he going to be writing about that can be so great in his life? He says, I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth. That is in you, just as you walk in truth. Mothers, are you walking in the truth of it doesn't matter what people say, what the family, what children. Sometimes we do our absolute best, moms. And children, don't obey. Children, don't follow the path that we have put out for them. And people and the enemy will come and make you try and feel bad and say, see, you didn't do a good job. See, it's because of you that your kids are like that. No, sometimes kids just choose to make wrong choices no matter how amazing you try to bring them up in the way that they should go and love them unconditionally. Sometimes they still go against that love and sometimes they still, I'm speaking here from experience, I know. I'm not the only one, so don't look at me like (laughs) that. But too many times, mothers Listen to the lie of the enemy. Like Joyce said there in the beginning, moms, you need to celebrate because you wonder, and the enemy comes with so much against you. And so many times there's now results, and look at the children, and if the children are not, then uh, see the parents. It's, no. Do you realize, mom, how amazing you are? Do you realize that the only, only, only reason you have kids, mom, is because God gave you to have that life on the inside of you. That's the only reason, because God said it's okay. That's how he picked you out and allowed you to carry that baby for nine months, to be able to bring forth that child, because he said, you're good, you can do it. He sees you, and until you see yourself like he sees you, It's going to be bad. It's not going to work because there's so much out there. And then he goes on and he says, I have no greater joy. Ninety years old, having seen so much, he says, there's no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Mothers, are you walking in truth? Are you seeing yourself through the eyes and the lenses of truth? Are you looking at yourself the way Jesus, the way the truth and the life looks at you? Or does the opinions of the enemy, the view and the eyes of man, does that count more than the truth of Jesus and what he says about you as a mom? Because if that is, we need to change that. And we need to start seeing ourselves and Living the life that Jesus has and believes and purposed for us to live as mothers. And that brought John so much joy. He says there's no greater joy. That mothers, I know it's for all, but today, mothers, that you would walk in that truth. That this would be so real to you. That you would see yourself and your call, your motherhood, as that given from God. So we're gonna do a couple of things. We're gonna pray a lot today. We're gonna to bless, we're gonna lay hands on. But is there anyone in here that for whatever reason you want to be a mommy? Can you stand up, please? You're not a mommy yet, but you want to be a mommy. You're trying, you're married, you you want kids, more kids, you want to be a mom. Can you stand up? We're going to pray that you would be a mother and one day celebrate Mother's Day with the rest of the moms. Anyone in here? Would you stand? This is just for the ladies, eh? so stand up, ladies. Moms who want. I see some men were getting ready there. No? Any, any, any want-to-be moms out there? None? Right, there we have There we have. Even if you have children and you want more and something is not happening. (laughs) Anyone else? Okay. Those people around them, let us go and lay our hands in faith And in the promise of the word on these ladies and bless them, command those wombs to be fruitful and multiply so that they can have another one or the first one, but that they would be moms and fulfill what God has called them to be. So just go and pray. That's all. Just bless them. Speak blessing over them. Command life to their wombs. Health to those children a full pregnancy in Jesus' name, full term, that everything in the name of Jesus with those kids will be 100% and they will bring forth children as their hearts desire. Hey, okay, praise God. Thank you. Okay, we're going to do a couple of, couple of sessions of prayer. The next one is if you are a mom in here, and this is, we're a house, we're a family, we're a body. So don't, people are not going to look, we want to honor, we want to love, we want to lift up so that you can walk out of here. Different than what you are when you came in. If you're a mom in here, and for whatever reason, you're not living in prosperity of soul. Doesn't matter what it is. If you know that there's something and you're not doing well as a mom. Whatever reason, we don't want to know. We just want to pray for you. If you're here as a mom, and you need prayer, and you want people to lift you up and pray for you as a mother, please stand to your feet. Right, those people around these moms, please go and love on them and bless them and pray for them. The peace of Holy Spirit right now. Even before service today, when we were in prayer service, just praying, there was already a lot of tears. And just so Holy Spirit, I know, wants to move today and wants to fix and lift up mommies and make them powerful and who they should be. Right, now the next one. Listen carefully. Your mom might still be alive or your mom may not be alive. But if your mom damaged you, if your mom hurt you, Your mom did something bad or something wrong to you and you still carry that and that's in your heart. Whether she's here or not and you need to forgive and you need to receive from Holy Spirit healing in your heart concerning that. You want to pray for your mom. You want to forgive her. You want to set yourself free from the wrong that she has done to you. Please stand to your feet. Anyone who needs to forgive their moms, anyone who has been hurt, your mom did you wrong, stand up. Right, now go and hug, love, bless, spirit of forgiveness, spirit of love and hope, spirit of restoration. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you see into every heart You know everyone's story. You are present no matter where man was present or not. You see everything. You saw everything from the beginning. You know our hearts. You know what we have gone through. So we just come now and we just lift up, Lord, mothers. And we forgive. And we set ourselves free through your grace. There's no rush today. Holy Spirit is busy. Just pray in the Spirit. Just love our neighbor. But Holy Spirit is doing stuff amongst us. So just relax, enjoy. He's busy working. If you've noticed this before, but we can't walk this path alone. You can't do this by yourself. We need one another. We're the body. The Bible talks about joints providing one for another. So we need to forget about standing up and what people think this is love, this is Holy Spirit working through parts of the same body bringing strength, bringing life, bringing healing, bringing hope. And if we can see one another as that, like Jesus calls us the body, and we can pray and we can tell one another where we're battling, what we're going through, and we can pray from the heart, prayers of faith, and we want each other to succeed, that's what He wants, and that's what we're doing today. That is what Holy Spirit is busy doing today, and what He wants for us. So we're just one body, loving, on one another. Another, fixing, you don't know what to say Holy Spirit does, you don't know what to pray maybe, someone just needs a word from you, but if you go and you hug and you love as the body, sometimes we underestimate the work that Holy Spirit can do through me as another joint in the body, and just go and give what I can, okay, so now, can every mother please stand up and come and stand here at the front, or even like the baby dedication, just stand here. Line up in a line, please. Every mother, come and stand up and line up in a line. Every mom. Every mom, come and line up. You are special moms. We love you. You're amazing. You're wonderful. Sorry, let's move a little bit down here so because we're going to have a person stand right in front of you and they're going to come and bless you. So there must be space for someone to stand in front of you and bless you. One line. Right, now we are all today on the prayer ministry team. I don't care if you have a badge, not a badge, gone to class, have not been to class. You have Holy Ghost on the inside of you. You're as qualified as you're ever going to be. So find someone here that you do not know or you're not friendly with or maybe they knew and go and stand right in front of them and I'll tell you what to do then. Find someone. Look them in the eyes. Look them and honor them. Look them in the eyes. Get someone here. Stand straight in front of them. Come, Prime Ministers. Come. Sitting here. Let's go. That's us. That's the body. Come. It's Everyone, find someone. Stand in front of a mother here. Moms, if you don't have someone standing right in front of you, looking you in the eye, raise your hand, please. Over here, we need someone. There, we need someone. Two over there. Okay, we're good. Does every mom have someone standing in front of you? Okay, now church, this is the fun part of the message, the fun part of today. Speak and bless this mother in front of you. You bless her. You lift her up. You praise her. You thank her. You pray the blessing of God over her now in the name of Jesus Lord, we thank you for every mother that is standing here represented today, Lord. We come and we bless. We speak well of and we say that they are amazing. We thank you for their gifts. We thank you for their talents. We thank you, Lord, for the grace. We thank you for the patience that they carry in Jesus' name to be the mothers that you have called them to be. In the name of Jesus, we lift you up. We honor you today, Mom. We bless you in the name of Jesus. We say and pray that the Lord make His face shine upon you in Jesus' name. That you would come to know your Ephesians 2 verse 10 path, your call, that you would know what you were created for in Jesus' name. Okay. Prayer, prayer ministers you can be seated mothers please stay here mothers please stay here prayer ministers you can be seated mothers stay up front prayer ministers you can be seated Praise God. Moms, are we feeling good? Are we feeling better? Praise Jesus. Okay. Now from this side over here, we have Nikki. She's going to be handing out some Mother's Day love in a card. And Jan, from that side to all the moms, just a little something of the church and this house's appreciation and honoring you as a mom. God bless you. Hopefully, you don't have to make lunch now this afternoon. You can go out and enjoy this. But we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. Let's give our moms a hand. Come on, guys. Give our moms a hand. Give them a hand. Is there a mother that didn't get a card? Okay. We will have prayer ministers afterwards if someone wants more prayer. But let's end in prayer and let's just bless these mothers. Father, we thank you for this day on our calendar, Lord, that we have one whole day to just honor and bless and tell these moms how worthy they are how honorable they are, Lord, how we love and bless every single thing that they do for us. Thank you, Lord, for allowing them to be mothers, to carry life on the inside of them, Lord, that life that comes from you. Help, Lord, every family to realize who the mommy is that they have in their home, that they would love and adore and pour out honor every single day upon that mommy that they would help mommy at home Lord in every which way they can but that they would be there all the time should mommy need to talk and need a shoulder to cry on Lord that we would be there for them that we would be wisdom that we would be understanding that we would be grace for them in a time of grace that they would need Lord so moms in the name of Jesus may God bless you bless you richly bless you we honor you We thank you for being so amazing. We love you. God loves you. You are loved. You are honored. You are worthy. And go out and have the most amazing day knowing that Jesus has made you a mommy for a purpose. God bless and go and enjoy yourself. Thank you, Jesus.